Reality TV, The Bachelor, the most dramatic season ever, marrying a stranger. These are just a little bit of the clues of who we have this week. I have a powerhouse female entrepreneur that is coming on to talk about mom life, body positivity, her journey through reality TV, and how she ended up going from being a nurse and thrust into the spotlight with entrepreneurship. This might actually be the only episode in Business Bites podcast history where we talk about little bedroom activities. It's not rated R or anything, but it's good for a laugh. And there is a great takeaway of telling your story and marketing and serving your audience. So come on in and join me on this week's episode. Welcome to the Business Bites podcast, the podcast for busy entrepreneurs. Whether you're an online entrepreneur or seeking after brick and mortar success, This podcast brings you quick bites of content so you can learn and grow anywhere you are. Now here's your host, Rachel Brainke. Just an FYI before we get into the episode, enrollment is open on multiple of my brands. So here at Rachel Brinke, we have Real Biz Accelerator. It's a 52-week program where you get to work with me on a lot of the topics that we are working on here. Over at the Law Tog, my brand for photographers, we have something very similar, but it is photographer specific. So just an FYI, it is the beginning of a new year, no matter when you're listening to this, but right now, the beginning of 2021, we are kicking off. Enrollment is open. Please come and join us. We are digging in. There's pre-work. There's week work, there's videos, there's accountability, all of that. Come join us and let's make this the best year ever. Hey guys, welcome to another week of the Business Bites podcast. I have a really exciting guest today, Jamie Otis. We are going to dig into all the amazingness about her, but I want to start with her story. So Jamie, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm pumped to be here. You are, I mean, obviously you caught my attention by being on TV. Let, let's share a bit about your story, how you got it thrust into entrepreneurship and sharing very vulnerably about mom life on the internet. Yeah. So, well, I went to school to be a nurse and I graduated in 2009. I, at the time, you know, I like had custody of my siblings. So I had never really, I didn't have like the normal college life as you, I guess you like as I would say, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. So essentially, I didn't have a normal college life Mm -hmm. because I had custody of my siblings while I was in nursing school. So after I graduated nursing school, it was probably about the same time, like a a couple years later, my sisters, it wasn't even really a couple years later, it was about the same time that my sisters had graduated high school. Well, my one sister, you know, she got her GED, which I'm very proud of her for. Uh, We just had a real rough upbringing. And so like a lot of focus was not on dating. And so then I see like, you know, fast forward to after I get my RN and my siblings are like able to kind of fend for themselves and whatnot. And I see a commercial uh, with one of my best friends for The Bachelor. And she said, oh, you should try out for that. And I was like, okay, I will. And so I just did the whole like, you know, email this link or whatever. And then they actually come back. And so that's kind of how I guess I was originally thrust into the spotlight. I was like this girl from a trailer park with my siblings on a show called The Bachelor, where you live in a mansion and travel all over the world. And I'm, I was like, this, this doesn't, I don't belong here. Like this isn't for me. And it's, you know, looking back now, I'm like, girl, you should have, you absolutely belong there and you should have enjoyed that. But I spent so much time being insecure about, you know, if he came to my trailer in my trailer park, if he knew my mom had drug addictions, like if he knew I had custody of my siblings, like would he think that's way too much baggage and he wouldn't want to be part of it? That was like my first, I guess, real world dating that wasn't like high school or like, you know, college type relationship. And so 
and I say that with a grain of salt because it's not even real world dating, but it was my first time thinking of bringing someone back to my house and, mm-hmm. and my home. I don't know, like without having any sort of control over it. Like I'd want to get to know the person a little bit more first. And with The Bachelor, you don't get that choice. So long story short, I was super awkward on The Bachelor. It was not for me. And after, I mean, I went on The Bachelor pad and realized, oh my gosh, I'm incredibly awkward dating. I'm never going on TV again. Like this is just an embarrassment because I was kind of just like played a fool for sure. And so then I moved to Manhattan and I start working at the number one hospital in New York, which I'm really proud of, uh, Columbia Presbyterian. And I just really wanted to like like hone in on my nursing skills. I'm a labor and delivery nurse. And while I was there, I got a call from someone saying that they are producing this show called The Love Experiment. And it's about people who are having trouble finding love and difficult, like have difficulty in relationships in the tri-state area. And there's four different experts involved and it's, you know, it's going to be them analyzing a bunch of singles in the tri-state area and then seeing if they could match two up scientifically based on like, like, their chats with mm-hmm. them and studies and all that jazz. And I took the call and I was like, okay, interesting. And we just started talking and I was like, I swore I was never going to do this. Like, <laughs> But she was just so real and it seemed so different mm-hmm. than The Bachelor. Like it was like, just, it seemed really, really genuine. And it, and it got, uh, you know, it got to the point where I was like, wow, like they're going to help me for free. Like this sounds great. Like they're going to find someone who's like, quote unquote, perfect for me scientifically. Like it seemed great. So then we get to the final casting call and they say, this is actually called married at first sight. And you're going to marry this person. If you get matched on March 3rd and you're never going to know his name, his occupation, you know, and you're going to know nothing about him. You're not even going to see him, but just trust us. Like this is, he's going to be perfect for you based on what you tell us in this, this algorithm they had. And then there I was, I ended up getting a match and we've been married now for almost seven years. We have two beautiful babies together and a little angel baby in heaven. And, you know, we, obviously it's not easy in any way, shape or form, but that's kind of, I guess, a little bit on me as far as my background. Well, you know what I absolutely love is that I did your journey backwards. So I ended up like binge watching Married at First Sight. And of course, season one with you is like my favorite. And but when I learned about you, I fell into, okay, now I got to go watch Bachelor. Now I got to go watch Bachelor Pad. And so thank you. You and Doug spurred like three months of my TV watching. (laughs) But yeah, I'm glad that you just shared that you and Doug are still together. In fact, y'all have a killer marriage podcast. You have like 50,000 followers. What is that like working with him? We'll talk about you cultivating your own brands and stuff on your own here in a second. Kind of how you went from nurse to, so, you know, uh, reality TV to building a business. But what is it like doing it with Doug? Not it, but like the podcast. (laughs) Doing it with Doug is great. (laughs) Well, the podcast did not. (laughs) Sorry, Doug. Uh, No, you know, so it's actually really interesting because it's, as many people know, it's kind of difficult to do all things with your with your partner. I mean, it can either be great or it can be difficult. And I think that even if it is great, it can be difficult because you live with them, you parent with them, you now work with them too. You're doing everything. But honestly, for us, it has, our podcast has been almost like, I mean, it really is like a therapy session in a lot of ways. Like we are very, very open and honest about 
like all things are it's named hot marriage cool parents and it's just kind of like that's like a very sarcastic <laughs> title because <laughs> we like we went literally like nine months without having sex like while I was pregnant we were just terrified to have sex because I was scared to lose the baby mm-hmm. and like you know even postpartum I was having an awful lot of issues so then it was like we had the baby I got the, the clear kind of six weeks postpartum but then I was like I can't imagine having sex right now like nothing is you know this is TMI but like nothing's going there so the podcast was just like really therapeutic for us because we were able to talk about that. I mean, we just talked about literally, we talk about everything and anything on that podcast. And it's just, you know, like when, when like a current topic comes up, aside from politics, we really try to stay away from that, but like pretty much anything that's going on in the world, we, we will like just discuss, especially mm-hmm. if it is related to parenting or marriage, because that's like, we're just knee deep into, you know, we have a a, a baby and a toddler and a very, you know, we do have a very public life. And so sometimes when you're on TV, you only get, people only see like a small, like part of your life because there's only, it's only an hour mm-hmm. episode. So then we'll just go to the podcast and kind of like break it down and explain exactly what they just saw or, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. So yeah, the podcast has really been so good for us in the sense that we're able to just like, it's honestly like a therapy session. Like we have like my husband and I sit down for an hour and actually talk to each other with no distraction. Like no kids are coming in, no emails are being looked at, you know, no social media. And it's actually been great for us. It's been very like therapeutic. <laughs> so did the two of you imagine, I mean, cause it's no secret that people who go on the bachelor or bachelorette or any other type of reality TV show, many of them spurn to their own like personal brand. They become influencers or create businesses. Did you even have an inkling of that going into Married at First Sight? Or is that something that just kind of naturally came along as the media spun up after the season? Okay. So first of all, I was on The Bachelor. I wish I was on The Bachelor now because then I would come out with like a million Instagram followers <laughs> and all these me. <laughs> like I was on The Bachelor before Instagram was a thing. It was brand thinking new. It was, I think, 2012 when I was on The Bachelor. So that's almost, or maybe it was, I think it was 2012. So that would be almost 10 years ago. So Instagram wasn't a wow. thing like Facebook. Like I was just a baby, like I said, when I went on The Bachelor. And then with Married at First Sight, we were married in 2014. So Instagram was a little bit more of a thing, but it's just, it's, it it wasn't, still, it wasn't like what it is now. So we literally had no idea that it was going to become what it's become. And yeah, I had, I mean, I'm glad that we like have kind of maneuvered into the position to be able to kind of take advantage of some of, of what like if you're on The Bachelor today and you get to go off and you have a million followers and you get all these brand deals, mm-hmm. like I think that's 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 incredible, you know, to be able to have that opportunity. So for us, like it's more I wanna do far more than just have like, oh, here's this, you know, product that I really love <laughs> that I actually never tried before. Like I'm really, really picky about I do do brand collaborations on social media, but I am so picky about what they are and what their message is. Like, you know, when I was pregnant and someone wanted me to sell stretch mark cream, I was like, I'm not going to share your stretch mark cream because I really don't believe that there is a stretch mark cream out there that can Mm -hmm. truly prevent stretch marks. I believe that, you know, I mean, I did, I put oils on, I put lotions on, don't get me wrong. Of course I'm going to still do all the things, but I'm not going to share something that says, you know, you're not going to get stretch marks because 
I think it's genetic. Like, and so I'm just like, like I said, I grew up from a trailer park. Like I I'm just, I grew up in super, like just super poor. And if someone would have sold something to me, promising me the moon and the stars, I probably would have bought it and I wouldn't have been able to afford it. And so I always keep that in the back of my mind with literally every business venture that I take on because like, I literally just had a call yesterday with Lifetime about potentially Lifetime Network about potentially partnering on a different type of thing with them. And, and I, talk to them. But I was like, listen, if if I'm all game for this, but I don't want to promise, I'm not going to promise any sort of magical results because it's not true. And as a matter of fact, I want to be like, listen, you're not going to get magical results. But if you want to cover up like your fine lines and wrinkles, okay, this will definitely help (laughs) that kind of thing. Just because, you know, I think that when like when you see somebody who's in the spotlight, I guess, or if you see somebody who's using filters every single time they're ever on social media and then they say, Oh, this is how I have no wrinkles. It's like, then you buy it. But turns out like you actually have airbrushers and like makeup artists (laughs) and like all the things and being a girl from a trailer park and kind of being exposed to that world. It would be like a huge disservice to all my girls who are from similar backgrounds as myself, who are so impressionable and just looking for that quick fix, you know, and the truth of the matter is, is like a lot of times it's genetic. A lot of things that we're struggling with, whether it be wrinkles, stretch marks, cellulite, it's genetic and it doesn't matter what you're eating. It doesn't matter how much you're working out. Cellulite is normal. You're going to have it. It's okay. Same with stretch marks. Our bodies are made to, as a woman, you know, we're made to grow and expand to nurture life. And if we are so blessed to be able to grow a healthy baby full term and we get a stretch mark, oh my God, like I just want to think my stretch mark because I (laughs) like, that's how I feel about that. So anyways, that's kind of uh, my mission behind like, um, you know, I guess like the social media aspect of being like a quote unquote influencer. But yeah, like we've, and so we've branched off from the show into the podcast just to kind of share a little bit more behind the scenes of our lives. And then social media influencing was, is man, if I was on The Bachelor, it would have been way easier. Like if it, if it was now rather than like 10 years ago, but that's okay. Like I, I love, I, I call them my girlfriends, the, the, the gals who follow me and they're, they're really like just the, I just absolutely love my followers, my, my girlfriends and my best friends. <laughs> well, and I think the thing is you have garnered, you've attracted people because of the way that you put forth the authenticity, the vulnerability. And, you know, now is the thing with the timing of me discovering you and married at first sight. I mean, what year was that? That was eight years ago. I just discovered it last year. So I was able to watch the show, but also watch you like in real time on social. And that's really where for me, I was able to make like what you said a little bit ago, it's an hour episode. You don't really get to hear a lot about your background. You don't get to hear a lot about the struggles, but I'm having this social media feed that's able to help me. And understand that, but also it gives you a better platform. And you've done such a wonderful job of this. And this is one of the key reasons I wanted to bring you on because we've been going through this series talking about our story, using our story for a purpose and for a business. Because at the end of the day, we want to have a real business that is going to financially provide and physically provide for the life that we want to live. And so I love hearing, I saw, I heard the tone of voice of how you changed a little bit when you started talking about your girlfriends and those that 
follow you because I've watched them and you pour in and they pour back and it's just absolutely incredible. And that is a piece that I think that a lot of entrepreneurs completely miss. So my question to you with that is, is that something that you purposely intended to do? And I think part of the answer is yes. Or did it just naturally happen for you that you were like, I'm just going to be vulnerable and put it out here and let's see what comes of it. I mean, did you have a game plan with that or is that just naturally who you are? Well, so to be honest, so it's, it's, so as far as like, I I guess like that, I don't even know where to go back with this because to be honest, when I was on the bachelor, it kind of goes all the way back to the bachelor. So when I was on the bachelor, I was not at all vulnerable. I didn't put anything out there. Mm -hmm. I was terrified of sharing. Like I said earlier, like I was just terrified of sharing where I came from. I was like, I judged myself. I felt like, you know, like I was a girl who literally just got off welfare, like get paying for food for my family with food stamps because I was in college and working full time, but also had my siblings. So, you know, then I am immersed into this room where this, you know, one of the girls is like, I was on the cover of this magazine last month. And I was like, Oh my God, I don't belong here. Like what am I doing here? And so I was so not vulnerable. I hid all my truths. I just was so scared of being like being, I don't know, like I already felt like I wasn't good enough and I didn't belong there. And so I was scared someone's actually going to say that. And like, that was my biggest fear is that someone was going to realize that I actually didn't belong there. And like, I don't even know how they picked me, but like, you know, I just, so I just didn't tell anybody anything ever. If anybody asked anything about like, you know, where I'm from, like where I went to school, like college and stuff, I would just be like, I, w- I was, I had only went to a community college, which I also felt like immense, almost like shame from. And so mm-hmm. I was like, I just would always refrain from answering any questions, which by the way, for anybody out there who is in a community college or thinking of starting community college, that's like your first, your first go-to. I say, go for it. It is like the smartest mm-hmm. way ever to like, it's like, like you'll save so much money and there's absolutely zero shame in it. I don't know. You know, I was just a young girl who was just very ashamed of so many things in my life. So fast forward to then, of course, we did the bachelor pad and again, did not share a thing and just felt so foolish and also felt like, I don't know, like just felt like just the weight of having skeletons in your closet, they're just not worth it. And so, you know, inevitably like the producers of the bachelor, they come, they came to my trailer and they did this like hometown visit. And if you see like my hometown package, you'll see like my trailer and all the things actually, it's really sweet because the people, the ladies in the trailer park, like I was of course friends with like my neighbors and they, I was like, Oh, I want to make my trailer look nice. And so they were helping me and they just, it was very, very, very sweet. They put every single tchotchke and plant in my, it was so sweet. And it was, it was just very, very sweet. So so long story short, someone who watched The Bachelor saw my hometown visit, and by the time I was getting, I, by the time I got into Manhattan, you know, working as a nurse at that hospital, I was on the, I was on the train going downtown, and this like. I don't, she was probably a teenager. She was just a young girl who tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Oh, are you Jamie Otis?" And I was like, "Yeah." Like, "Hi, like, who are you?" And, and I've never, you know, experienced that kind of thing before. And she said she said something to me that was so incredibly profound. She said, you really inspired me. I Mm. come from a, you know, a rough background and I now want to be a nurse. I'm going to go to nursing school. And I was like, so taken back by this. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And I just realized that like, 
I'm not the only one who's ever gone through struggles, you know, and like, I'm not the only one who's insecure about that. Like, and if I hadn't shared that little tiny bit on The Bachelor, maybe I would, I mean, may, who knows what would have happened with that, that girl? Like she saw herself in me and she saw that I was able to, you know, break out of it and actually quote unquote, make something with myself. Like I didn't follow the cycle of drugs and welfare and whatnot. And I became a nurse and it inspired her. And I was like, Oh my God, like that fed my soul. I was like, I've got to share more. Like, like imagine if I have that positive of an impact on others. Like, and so then almost like simultaneously as this is happening, that's like when I got the call about Married at First Sight. And I was like, listen, I'm not going to go through another thing where I'm hiding all of my skeletons. Like I just can't. And I'm such an all or nothing. I, I realized because I've been in therapy, <laughs> but um, I realized that it's very common for someone who's had a bit of a, tr- like some sort of trauma to become all or nothing, black or white, like just have mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. And, and I was very much, and I still am, I'm working on it. Like, very much all or nothing. And so I went from hiding absolutely everything to just like literally sharing it all. Like in <laughs> of for Married at First Sight, the purpose was I don't want a man, I don't want to get married to someone that I'm like, in, like going to be embarrassed to bring home to my family. I don't want my family to be embarrassed around him. Like if he's going to judge my family for, you know, for us having coming from like just you know, small beginnings and whatnot. Like I, so in any case, I was just, I put it all out there and ended up getting a match and he really is like great. And that's kind of how the vulnerability aspect came about for me anyways. I love that you just shared all that for multiple reasons. One, I have always been of the mindset. Well, I wouldn't say always, at least when I've matured and grown up and recognized how I wanted to share with the world of I just, I will put something out there, even if it just inspires one person, it's worth it, right? You know, that you can completely change the trajectory of someone's life by that. But also just the whole connecting with people on the whole transformation story, which you do so well on social. And that's how you attract all the girlfriends and you have such a great authentic community that uplifts you, you uplift them is Telling your story, I think, is so important. You know, and some people are like, but I don't have a story to tell. Or, like you said, they're on the other end of they're like, oh, it's such a bad story. I can't even go there. And I think for me, when I look at entrepreneurs, I'm like, you know what? It's not the product that sells, it's not the service that sells, it's the story and the transformation. So find what's comfortable for you. And that's why I love, like, I can just visualize how you've grown from being on the subway, hearing that from her, and how you've increased gotten vulnerable and injected your story into your social media to help others because it's also, I mean, obviously you're doing good in the world. It's your purpose, but you're also opening up more doors by doing that. Like I noticed one of the key things that you talk about is body positivity. I know for myself as a mom, this is something that I have struggled with immensely. You know, I I had cancer, gained all this weight. I lost it. I've gained it back some since quarantine. I just had a chocolate bar while we're sitting here. (laughs) It's all about balance, right? But I want to talk a bit about, it's one thing to just be vulnerable. And I think we should champion and be vulnerable about life circumstances like you have. It's another thing to really show up visually online that 
in ways that smacks in the face of what society or Instagram or anything typically shows. So for you, you share the imperfections, the stretch marks, the cellulite. You talk about wearing the swimsuit so you don't miss the day at the beach with your kids. What spurred that or was it just a natural progression and you're like, you know what, I'm going through this right now. Someone else has got to be doing it too. So this is actually probably one of the first times I've actually shared, like truly shared exactly what caused me to kind of share. So, you know, like my postpartum body after my second son, after my second baby, my, 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 um, well, he is my second son, but like, um, you know, first of all, I was, I, I was super pregnant during the midst of the pandemic. And at the height of the pandemic last year, I was planning his birth. I mean, I was just not sure what to do. And I was literally comfort eating. I mean, I would eat a thing of Oreos and milk, like cookies and milk were my jam. I I never understood. This is really, it was what, this is really interesting to me because I've always been someone who's been pretty small. Um, I, of course I always thought I was fat, but like, come on, like ever that saying, I wish I was as fat as I was in high school is like so true. Cause I was never fat. I was always, you know, relatively skinny and in shape. And then I, and I know, and as I grew older, I didn't necessarily care so much about like, I didn't, I mean, I did care, but because I was skinny, I didn't overthink about it. Mm-hmm. And as I got pregnant in like in the midst of the pandemic and I was just like comfort eating, I started it to like, I mean, I knew I gained a ton of weight and I knew that the baby was going to come out and all of that weight wasn't going to go away. And I also knew that I could obviously try to hide it or I could just like embrace it. And I have, uh, at this point I'm super public, you know, like, you know, Mm -hmm. I, we are, I was literally filming a TV show while birthing my baby. I have a lot of followers on Instagram now and, you know, like I'm super public now. And so I could have tried to hide it maybe like a couple years ago, but now I'm like, okay, well, there is no hiding it because I'm currently filming a TV show, but also that's just like not who I am anyways. And I've always, I've always said to anybody who's ever gained weight from pregnancy that like, truly like you are so beautiful. Like you, mm-hmm. like truly, like like as an outsider looking in, I wish you could see your beauty because like that pregnancy glow really does just like take over. Like the sleepy eyes. Like, there's nothing more beautiful than a mama who's snuggled up with her baby, but she mm-hmm. has like sleepy eyes and greasy hair. Like it's you feel so ugly. Like you like if you're doing it personally, but like as an outsider looking in, it's just so beautiful. Like the first year of life with your baby in like transforming your body, like it really is like such a magical time. And so I would always think that about other people, but of course never thought about it for myself. And my son was born in May. So as you know, the summer's just right around the corner and everybody, you know, and I have a daughter who I was hyper aware of not sitting out like doing anything with her. Like I was hyper aware that she was our whole entire world before our son came. And I didn't want her to ever feel Mm -hmm. jealous towards him or feel like I love him more than her. And so, you know, a couple of months postpartum, I, we are invited to a pool party and you know, it's like me super hot, super warm. And I was like, literally had a thought within my head, like I can either do this. This is the all or nothing I got. I'm like, I'm either going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to wear my suit. I'm going to have them with my daughter. I'm not going to think about the cellulite or like the mom pouch or just like all the things. And I'm just going to be in this moment with my daughter and have fun or I'm not. And I'm just, 
And I, like, the, I'm not, it didn't even last for a second in my brain. Cause I was like, I can't, I can't do that to her. I can't do that to, to me. And I did it. And then I shared about it because I, I wanted to share about it before anybody else had the chance to say, Oh, she hasn't lost the baby weight or she didn't bounce back. I was like, I know I haven't bounced back. I know I haven't lost the baby weight. I'm posting about this myself before anybody mm-hmm. else is like, Oh, look at the cellulite. I will proudly tell you that I have not, but I did not miss out on a moment with my kid. And so if you, you know, you want to fault me for not bouncing back because I'm quote unquote a public figure or whatever, go ahead and try, but it's not going to work because I'm proud of myself for showing up for my daughter. And of course, you know, do not get me wrong. Like this is, this is why I created the course become body positive because I like self-esteem and self-worth and becoming body positive. It does not happen overnight. It doesn't happen with one post on social media saying that I'm embracing my body. It (laughs) is definitely, you know, it takes time and it's definitely like a, it's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And so, you know, some days I feel so good in my postpartum body that I'm literally, I think I've gained five pounds and like since I've had my son and I haven't even, it's like people you expect to lose a little weight after it's been, he'll be nine months soon. And I think I've actually probably gained five pounds. (laughs) So, but I'm, I don't like really weigh myself. Like, like I just, I just have changed the whole entire postpartum journey for myself with my son. Whereas like with my, my daughter, I had gained a lot of weight, but I was also, I just, I was still on the floor as a nurse. We were in the midst of a pandemic. Like I was so busy still like, like moving my body that it did come off a lot easier and faster without thinking as much. And I didn't have those bad habits of eating like literally a tub of ice cream and having like still not feeling full. I was like, I finally understood what people who can eat like a half a gallon of ice cream and not feel full. Like I, I never could understand that before. And I feel, I feel like it's definitely very mental because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a mental issue that, mm-hmm. and I say that with myself as well, like that I definitely struggled mentally. It's like the midst of the pandemic. I'm scared about everything and anything. And I would literally eat a half a gallon of ice cream and not feel full. And I never knew how people could do that before. But now I'm like, oh, like that, just, I just did that. Like I could eat another half a gallon right now. Like I just want to eat all the ice cream because it just made me comfortable. <laughs> so anyways, I digress. It's just all been a very big learning experience for me because I, like I said, I was always relatively, you know, thin. And and I think like, you know, I feel like now that I've become on this journey, I'm on this journey to become body positive. I am all about helping women of all shapes and sizes, because there are people who are skinny as a twig who are not body positive. So it's Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. like exclusive to people who are, who feel like they're heavier or struggle with losing weight. It is literally inclusive. Like even like there are women who have alopecia and no, like, you know, they're struggling with hair loss and Mm they're not body positive. So it's not just exclusive. It just tends to be that here in America, our biggest issue is weight gain. And of course, I I am all about that because that's my own journey as well. But um, I'm all about just like loving our one body as best as we can while we have it because we only get one. And I know that's so cliche, but if you really stop and think about it, like it's just so true. And think of all the things that you have missed out on in your past or even like currently because you're scared to put the suit on or you're scared to wear the shorts or you're scared to show up in any sort of space, like let's say at the workplace or 
you know, anywhere is really, even at the grocery store, there are people who struggle with showing mm-hmm. in their in their space and in their body because they're scared of judgment when really the biggest judgment is coming from yourself. So if we can change that mindset to loving yourself, you will so quickly realize that everyone else is always just worried about them. Like everyone's thinking about themselves and how they're showing up. No one's even thinking about you or how you're showing up. Only you are. So you're debilitating yourself. So the whole idea of this course is not only to help myself become body positive and to make kind of like stand the straight and narrow, but to also help so many other women know that first and foremost, they're not alone. I mean, so many of us struggle with this, but also to give like tangible like guides and tips and tricks. And I am doing um, like Facebook lives, like for Q and A's, and I'm going to be doing daily text messages for affirmations. Like, I mean, I really want to be truly supporting everybody on this mission because like I said earlier, like all my girlfriends on Instagram, like I feel like such a, an over amount, like just an overflowing of love and support. And I'm like, it's the least I can do to kind of like give it back in some sort of capacity. And so that's kind of the whole idea behind my new course, Become Body Positive. I love it. And, and I think the biggest takeaway, like the business takeaway here is you would be able to serve this audience and help them to, you know, also develop positivity if you weren't showing up in the same space, right? Right. You can't say I'm a marathon runner and I qualified for Boston, but you've never shared on social your running journey. You've never shared about your daily training and that sort of stuff. And so for me, I think that, and I'm raising my hand on this. I know we're on audio, but I'm raising my hand because I had a, I had kind of a reverse <laughs> type of journey in that in the beginning, you know, social was relatively new-ish. Facebook, Instagram wasn't even around yet when I was first building my own personal brands with my businesses. And I remember I was having babies, so I was sharing all of that. I was sharing my journey uh, through cancer and trying to lose the weight. And I allowed just a few wayward comments of, God, you look like a fat Reese Witherspoon or, Mm. oh, why did you wear those pants? That kind of stuff. And I allowed that to have me shift the pendulum from talking, using the very things that I I, of who I am, how I could connect to audience and how I could serve and fulfill my purpose to others. And I moved to like this almost faceless, sterile corporate. And I'm still trying to like break free from that. You know, I allowed some of the negative and the haters. And, and part of it was much what you're talking about. That was my own insecurities that I had. So those were exacerbated when some strangers on the internet came out with just a few comments. And you know, what's interesting is I've been trying to embrace and you have been a role model for me on this. You know, I'm trying to embrace more talking about the vulnerability, about my story, about the transformation that I've done in my life and all the things that I've overcome, just like you have. Even when I posted one this last week, I like cringed after I posted it. But it was like the top posts that people have interacted on in a year, right? Because that's what resonates. It's not this, you know, I could give you the five steps to wearing clothes that fit your body right. No, I'm going to show you how I love myself. And it doesn't matter what size you are, you're going to love it too. And this is how we're going to do it. And so I, I really, I really enjoy that. That's a good, like, it's interesting how we all have our own journeys in that. And I love seeing how body positivity or lack of, you know, insecurities can be intertwined into entrepreneurship. 
So tell me a little bit more about the course then, and then I'll let you go because you got to get back to those wonderful babies. What is, you said it's going to be like daily text, you know, how, when is it coming out? How can people get involved in it? So it's, this is the first time that I've launched it ever. I'm creating it right now. It's coming out the end of February. And of course you can go to my Instagram page at Jamie and Otis, or you can go to my website, jamieotis.com to get more details about it. But essentially it's coming out and it's going to be a closed group. So essentially I'm going to kind of share about it, encourage people to you know, partake in it for just a limited amount of time because I really want it to be a closed group in the sense that mm-hmm. I'm able to truly get to know the people and support mm-hmm. the people who are serious about it. And I feel like if it's an open group, you might get people who aren't as serious or they're just like, kind of like, I just want to make sure that everybody a part of it is genuinely there to love and support each other they're there for the support for from me as well and that we actually make some sort of change. Like I don't want it to become, you know, this weight loss journey. I don't want it to be I want it to just genuinely be to just for it's going to be a 6-week course and each week I'm going to share like, you know, the first week is the introduction, the second week is going to be forgiving yourself for hating on yourself for mm-hmm. so long and all the nasty things that you've said about yourself and to try to reframe your mindset. But then the, you know, the third is, you know, eat to nourish your body, don't like not mm-hmm. to count the calories, not to lose a pound, not this and that other thing, but like really imagine eating as a way to nourish this one body that you have. And then another section is going to be, you know, move your body, but not to punish it. So like when I was younger and I thought I was fat, I would make myself run five miles. And if I didn't get the whole five miles in, like I would be so upset with myself. And it's like, oh, we have got to change our way of thinking. Like let's move our bodies. And I, I, I refrain from saying exercise, but you know, just because I'm scared that that's like a trigger word, but yeah, like, so it's going to be like kind of really like diving deep into all these different areas where we can actually have tangible like results or we can actually take steps to truly like, just like to take action on loving our bodies. Like it's one thing to say, yeah, I want to become body positive, but then it's like, but how, like, where do I even start? And so this whole course is to kind of like hold your hand and guide you through the process and to have like-minded women there with you who are supporting you. You know, it's a safe, free, like non-judgment zone to just kind of show up exactly as you are like you. And like, I'm telling you by the end of this course, like you're going to feel so beautiful and so worthy and so confident just as you want without having to lose a pound. You don't have to lose a pound to feel worthy and confident and beautiful because you are like truly anybody listening, like you might cringe when I say that, but I promise you that you really are. And you're going to see why, like there are so many other beautiful qualities that you have that you just haven't even tapped into, or you haven't let yourself become aware of because you're so focused on the outside image, which I totally understand because society has dictated that for so long. But I even have a section in there where like Kim Kardashian, who is considered our like modern day sex symbol, the the body that everybody wants, like so beautiful, like even Kim Kardashian herself doesn't look like the Kim Kardashian that we see. And she's the first Mm -hmm. to admit it. Like she's the first to do the contouring and the skims and two, you know, it's like two things of Spanx to sucker in like the cellulite cool sculpting and all the things like Kim Kardashian doesn't even look like. Kim <laughs> so like, why are we striving to look like this 
like this image, like it's just, we all have beautiful bodies. They all come in different shapes and sizes. And I feel like it's about time that we as women stop letting society and a lot of times men dictate what, Mm -hmm. but like come together and decide like, our brains are beautiful. We have so much more to offer than just our body. And let's like stop focusing on, you know, smiling because they tell us to smile or to suck it in because it's prettier. Like, and let's focus on like all the other things that we can offer in this world. And and honestly, within that, like, I promise you without losing a pound, you can feel so incredibly beautiful. And, and so I'm pumped about this program. Obviously, um, it's not. I'll be launching it like soon. Like the the, the there's only going to be about a week and a half that I'm actually going to have it open because I really do want people who are serious about it to mm-hmm. be a part of it. But I'll probably launch it again and again and again. So if right now is not a good time for you, totally understand. There'll be many many times that I'll be able to share it. But I do want to keep the group small and for the people who are just genuinely interested because I want to be able to show up for each and every one of them. And obviously I know I have, there are a lot of people who are like on the fence about it. Totally understand if it's not right for you right now, no hard feelings. But if you're someone who really wants help feeling good in your skin without having to take the pill, go to the gym, you know, count the calories, all the things to lose the weight, then like definitely become body positive is is definitely the right course for you. And And I'm pumped to have you in it. I would love to get to know you more. Well, you know what I love is that the going into this podcast episode, the goal was like, let's completely talk about entrepreneurship. But now, like as you're talking through the body positivity stuff, I can just see such parallels and similarities that there's so many female entrepreneurs that are going to be listening that are not showing up in their businesses. 100%. And they didn't necessarily think that they didn't have body, or they may not think that they have body positivity issues, but I'll throw to y'all. If you've ever stopped and been, I can't post that selfie or I can't, you know, I can't book a brand photo shoot until I lose 20 pounds. If you've ever thought things like that, it's holding you back in your business and it's rooted in this lack of body positivity. So while you might not sit and say, I hate my body, there are subtle things that are creeping into your psyche that are holding you back from being able to show up like Jamie, show up like I'm trying to do more, you know, keeping you from showing up in your business and being you and telling your story and all of it is really rooted in this. So I would encourage everyone listening, we're going to link Jamie's stuff into the show notes. So you'll be able to check that out, but definitely check into the course because while that may be initially just for body, that's a whole mindset change that will also trickle through all other areas of entrepreneurship. So y'all make sure you check that out. Jamie, thank you so much for taking time. I know you're so extremely busy. I really appreciate it. We'll be sharing all this stuff and I'm excited to see what else you guys come out with. And thank you again. Talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining Rachel on this episode of The Business Bites. For show notes, a list of recommended tools, or referenced episodes, you can find them at businessbytespodcast.com. Until next time.